with my privilege, I definitely think it's like an obligation of mine to do this. And so that's what like motivates me. Hey everybody, welcome back to Hashtag Pass the Mic Youth. It's Mateen and Nuera on today's episode, and we've missed you guys a lot. We're really happy to uh, be back in the swing of things. And we have a really great season planned with incredible interviews with young people who are passionate about creating change in so many different areas. And we're really excited to start it off with our first episode here. Today's topic is something very close to our guest's heart, and it's probably close to the hearts of many of our listeners too. And that topic is medical racism. Medical racism is something that expresses itself in our country in various ways. Most notably, it's through the lack of quality medical care or outright neglect people of color and most often black women receive on a regular basis. Several studies, whether from the United States Department of Health and Human Services or the National Center for Health Statistics, have shown a stark disparity between black and white individuals when it comes to strains on mental health, lower life expectancy, maternal mortality, and higher blood pressure. This structural problem stems from a variety of factors, including the low number of black doctors and doctors of color, and the limited access to both medical resources and the opportunities to pursue the field of medicine as a person of color. As we mentioned, this topic is a very personal one for our guest, high school student Timmy Fawali, and has taken her on a journey to raise awareness. She sat down with us to tell us more about the passion project she's been working on to explore medical racism and its prevalence in United States society. Here's a bit more from the experiences she felt motivated her to engage in this project. It was actually a bad event, a negative event that happened, not in my life, but in my mother's, that was like the catalyst for me to start this project. So basically, my mom is, my mom has um, carpal tunnel syndrome, which basically means like both of her hands like pain her a lot, like 24-7 pain, like in her hands, in her arms. And so she gets steroids in her arms to like numb the pain, numb, numb her hands, I mean, so she won't feel the pain, right? And so one day she went to a clinic nearby my house and unfortunately, um, the nurses or the doctors in the clinic, whoever like helped her or assisted her, um, they denied her, like they wouldn't give her what she needed. They wouldn't give her like the medication she needed. And so my mom drove home and thankfully, my entire family was in my living room. Usually my brother's in college and my sister's at med school. But that day, everyone was like in my house. And so my mom came back. She told my like entire family what happened. And my sister like told her that they probably denied her service because she was black. And because they didn't think that she would use a medication for what like it should be used for. And so my mom went back with my dad, like prepared to like tell them like, oh, like what you're doing is wrong, yada, yada, yada. And so she went back, but thankfully the, the second time she went, she got like a black doctor. And so she got like the medication she needed. She came home and everything was fine. But um, that was basically the reason why I wanted to start this project. Along with collecting people's stories in order to raise awareness of this pertinent issue, 
Timmy sees this project as an opportunity to learn from and listen to others. She shared with us a bit about the mindset she carries with her whenever she does an interview with someone. I try to go into every story or every like interview, if I'm interviewing a participant, with an open mind. Because in a lot of these stories of someone like experiencing racism or discrimination, it's often something that like seems like it wouldn't really happen. Like for example, if I told a white friend of mine that I experienced this and that, they might not believe me because that's not something they see on a daily. I also try and um, have, like, yeah, like I said, have an open mind, but I also try and sympathize with my t- participants. Obviously, it's not hard because it is a tragic, like, experience, but I do try and sympathize, sympathize with them, and I try to, like, portray that in my writing. I use words to describe, like, their situation as, like, however traumatic it was, and so that's basically how I go into, like, the writing process. It can be difficult for someone to connect with the implications of an issue, especially when real-life examples are removed from the conversation. Noticing this, Timmy has set out to highlight these voices because she believes it is important to hear their stories, especially when they illustrate the serious consequences of medical racism. As of recently, I ventured into stories about people who have died due to medical racism, So what I'm doing with that is I'm researching it, like watching videos, uh, reading like websites to get the whole story. And then I'm writing an essay on that. I'll give you two examples of black people who have died because they were ignored by a hospital or a doctor that was supposed to take care of them. For example, David Bell, he was a 39 year old public safety worker. He died in the parking lot of a Barnes Jewish hospital in a suburb of St. Louis, Missouri. He went to the emergency department on three different occasions, complained of chest pains, and he was sent away with ibuprofen. In his specific situation, he went to the hospital. Many people don't have the transportation to even like go to a hospital, but he went to the hospital. He went three separate times and he told the doctors, told the nurses what was going on with him and they just sent him away. And then there was another death. She was a physician herself. Her name was Dr. Susan Moore. She was 52 years old and she died at her home in Indianapolis, Indiana. She was not she was denied paid management and COVID-19 treatment plans available to other patients. The doctors ignored her in a room for hours and this led to her death. So in these two cases, we see that medical racism or racism in general isn't being ignored, it's being highlighted. It's the cause of their deaths. These people did not have to die, but unfortunately they did because we live in a society that is okay with racism. In addition to the manifestations of medical racism Timmy has been working to bring light to, she acknowledged the role that mental health plays as well, and how often it can be neglected in the community. In itself, uh, mental health 
isn't really talked about in the black community or more specifically the African-American community or any like ethnic communities in general. Mental health is seen as like a taboo not to be talked about. We see these white friends of mine, probably white friends of yours, they go to therapy every week or every two weeks, every month, but they have a therapist. They talk to people, but that's not really seen as a valuable thing in these ethnic communities, in these black or African communities. When a problem is structural, it's hard as an individual to feel like you can make a difference. By sharing her experience and listening to and sharing other people's, Timmy is creating change and she has advice for how we can all do more. As I mentioned previously, uh, me, myself, I'm being exposed to new information that I didn't even know. So one way you could help is to educate yourself. Like I said before, educating yourself, educating others around you. This, if everyone becomes educated, it'll be more easily to talk about this and to like address the problems and come up with solutions. Many colleges have a black student union or an organization similar to that, where like it's a safe space for like black students and such. And so I plan on joining that and whatever college I go to and doing precisely the same thing I'm doing now, which is spreading awareness, talking to people, educating other people, and in hopes of if everyone educates themselves even just a little bit, um, this will be a topic that is like really discussed, really thought over, so you can address the problems and come up with a solution. We wanna say a huge thank you to Timmy for sitting with us and giving us the interview and telling us all about the incredible work that she's doing. Um, thank you so much to you, the listener. We really appreciate you tuning in. And if you want some more Pass the Mic Youth, go to our website, passthemikeyouth.com. Uh, you'll find incredible blog posts, resources, and if you want to submit to us for an episode or for a blog post, you'll find that under our submissions tab. Um, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're on all the social media. Uh, yeah, come hang out. And thank you so, so much to the incredible Mateen for putting this piece together. It is his last episode with us, um, and you'll be hearing a new voice pretty soon. Um, we're so, so grateful for all the incredible work that he did with us. Uh, he's moving on to bigger and better things. Uh, we're, we're so, so proud. Thank you. Hashtag Pass the Mic Youth is made possible through NC State Extension, but does not necessarily reflect its views.